if you're passionate about it, pursue it no matter what. One of the biggest problems that I had was worrying about outside opinions. And I would say just ignore pretty much all of it. If you just put all of that aside and just focus on what you want, you will excel in pretty much everything. Happy New Year's guys. Welcome back to the Living Banter podcast. Thank you so much for joining this episode. It's going to be an incredible one. Wishing you guys for the best year to come. Um, we didn't post last week, but it's only going to get better from here. And today, speaking about better, we have an incredible guest. He is a guerrilla-minded sponsored athlete. You can check him out crushing on YouTube with his latest video, Euphoric Chess Workout with David Laid. He's an all-around legend, aspiring bodybuilder, and compet and competitor in men's physique. It's Dominique Galena. How you doing, my bro? Doing all right. Thank you for having me on. Super excited to be here and chat some stuff up. Yes. Yeah, man. That's how we do. So, Ken, would you like to ask so the first now. question? There we go. There it is. <laughs> are, are, you in New G- are you in Jersey at the moment? No, I'm actually leaving for Jersey in two hours. Mm. Leaving at two or leaving at like yeah. one o'clock. Jeez. So It'll be my third yeah. week in a row going to Jersey, actually. So highly considering moving there, but for now we're Jesus. just yeah. taking adventures back and forth. <laughs> How come you have Why are you considering moving there for the big like fitness industry that's there or what's the well, reason? Well, for multiple reasons. Um one, yeah, because the the fitness niche there is very popular. Obviously I have friends, yeah. Anthony Mantello, David Lead, a couple of my good friends live there. Uh two, my coach who coaches me through my bodybuilding competition. Um, also lives in New Jersey and I've trained with him a couple times two weeks ago I went back to Jersey and we trained and hit legs and he put me through a god-awful workout and it's really it, it's pretty uh, it's a drastic change between following a program that he writes on my own time yeah. at the gym and having somebody who knows what they're doing meticulously critique everything that you do in the gym so having the opportunities to train with him every day if I moved to Jersey would be like extremely beneficial to my future Mm so it's just a couple reasons and i want to get out of this state really badly yeah any particular reason for that or is it just like you know it's not feeling it yeah just kind of sick of it i kind of want to start like a new beginning somewhere else Ah, and just Mm, i've been here yeah yeah, i've been here for 19 years of my 19 years on existence so (laughs) it's just pretty boring just kind of want to see new things do new things meet new people stuff like that fair enough fair enough i love this yeah. yeah so how did all of this how did your whole journey on youtube start so my journey on youtube actually started when i created my channel in like 2014 and Damn. originally the first passion was minecraft videos hell so, yeah brother hell yeah <laughs> literally just I started, posted I started one like two go. days ago my dude <laughs> Dude, that's when it was like, it was the craze. So I I think it was 2014. I was, I think I was about, um, I was like 13, 12 or 13 at the time. So I had to convince my parents to create a YouTube channel. It was really hard, but I, I, I just screen recorded Minecraft videos with like fraps or some really expensive old software and started posting those. There was no audience. Like I wasn't really like recording <laughs> yeah. to, to to build an audience or anything. I just kind of enjoyed the action mm. of making YouTube videos. Mm. Did that for a while. 
uh, kind of just stopped out of nowhere, got busy with school. Then I picked up again freshman year of high school, mm, or actually yeah. eighth grade, is when I was really into soccer. Okay. So I started posting. Sweet. Yeah, I started posting uh, free kick videos that are all on my channel, but unlisted at yeah. the moment. Uh, so <laughs> knuckleball and all that. Yeah, all of it. Literally had like oh, a compilation, dead ball, curve, top right, all that Best. fun stuff. So. I had like up to like 54 videos just with soccer stuff. And that, that, that got my channel up to like, uh, like a hundred, hundred, 200 subscribers or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sure. junior year of high school, soccer kind of faded away and I got mm-hmm. more into the, the fitness side of things because mm-hmm. training was kind of always Sweet. like a background passion to build, um, mm-hmm. a solid base for soccer so I could perform well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so junior year, I actually got cut from the soccer team and this was like the the breaking point at this point. So okay. I got cut from team. Yeah, I got cut from the soccer team mm-hmm. and that's when I was like I literally came home and I was like all right, time to ditch mm-hmm. this passion and go with something else. So mm-hmm. that day and literally the next day I was in the gym and I was pursuing fitness and then I just kind Incredible. of Yeah, know. the same same story of just like posting YouTube videos mm. to uh, an unknown audience. It just kind of, I posted for fun and for yeah. my own yeah. kind of satisfaction. I just enjoyed making YouTube videos and making content mm. in general. So mm. it kind of stemmed off of that, that same ideology as, as a Minecraft video. And then eventually it just took mm. off from there, met new mm. people, did a few collabs and here we are now. That's Fair fine, enough. Man. Fair enough story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been doing YouTube I'd say for like maybe a year or so, give or take. Like I've always wanted to do it, but never actually mm-hmm. decided, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to start a channel. Always, and yeah. I remember there was this one game that came out, Apex Legends, and I started grinding at that. Yeah. And then I realized I, I wasn't feeling playing the game anymore. And I was like, oh, what do I do now? And I started playing all these other games. And I was like, okay, cool. That's chilled and everything. And I even started like doing music. Mm-hmm on a different channel and I was like oh I'm gonna do weekly covers but that got really backlogged because there was so much going on there yeah. and then this ch- this channel started when was it like beginning last, of, year, march. last year march and by that yeah. time I don't just when lockdown yeah, started just when lockdown started for us wow. and from all that it's kind of like it's kind of like well uh, I just flipped my camera <laughs> Um, it kind of all just all good. went, it all just kind of has been what it has been, you know, like yeah. doing this podcast comes- and having all sorts of people on is always going to be epic. And I know this angle looks mm-hmm. a bit weird right now, but I have a, another camera up there recording. <laughs> so you don't need to, all good. yeah, you don't need to worry. I think I just kicked my entire setup by accident. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing about YouTube and stuff and I feel like a lot of people have a false perception on it is that mm. you you have to have this persona and you have to follow like yeah. a set, you know, set of rules to like mm. be successful. But I mean, I've gone through three, three stages of things that I post on YouTube now. And it took yeah. me three stages to finally find something that I really love and yeah. like can be consistent about. So mm. It, it, mm. it comes naturally. A lot of people try to do it in the forced route and that kind yeah. of just yeah, trying to force it. Yeah, it gives them like a false persona and just makes makes everything they do mm. fake and they just don't enjoy it. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fi- finding what you do or finding what you love and then just kind of acting yeah. off of that is something I- I'm a big believer in. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Have you ever actually and you can been, see your audience yeah. will pick it up. Have you ever mm-hmm. like caught yourself being like, oh, this didn't feel like genuine? Have you ever caught, have you ever like felt like something you did just didn't feel like the right thing or just didn't feel like, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially in the start, kind of, mm. kind of what I was going off of about um, finding, uh, I guess like finding your true self. Mm. Uh, in the yeah. start, I would always try and like emulate others who were successful in the industry, and I just found it mm. one wasn't enjoyable, and two, I wasn't good at it because, put yeah. it this way, if you're trying to emulate somebody mm. else, you are not going to be as good as they are at emulating themselves. So somebody's always, yeah. somebody's going to be better at being themselves than you are going to be at being them. So why yes, not yeah. just be the best of yourself? So Love that. originally I, I started to uh, kind of catch on to that. I was like, oh, that didn't really feel right. And then eventually mm-hmm. as I got more comfortable behind the camera, more comfortable making content and stuff, mm-hmm. my, yeah. my true side came out and uh, haven't looked back since. Fair enough. Fair play I there. love that, man. Yeah. I can definitely see like in the content that you put out, like you can see the passion that you have for fitness and bodybuilding. Yeah. But how would you say that bodybuilding has changed your life so far? Oh man, this is, uh, this is a question I always struggle to answer because there's a lot, a lot of things that have changed. <laughs> I would say the, sure. the most significant one is probably the discipline, the discipline mm-hmm. that I can transfer mm-hmm. to other aspects of my life. So I was never really a big school person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just never had the discipline to like do homework, do school, like focus on school, all that kind of stuff. I I'd always focus on outside activities. Um, but senior year and junior year, when school really mattered the most, I was this is when I was like peak into fitness time, or mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. coming to fruition. Uh, Sweet. and the discipline of having to, you know, come home and get all my meals in, come home and make sure I'm getting yeah. eight hours of sleep a night you know, following a meticulous program every day, doing the same stuff every day, it kind of transferred over into that. And basically the whole reason that I graduated high school was because Mm. I was able to transfer over that acquired discipline from training and eating and sleeping, et cetera, into schoolwork when I needed it. So I actually, (laughs) I graduated high school because of that. And if I hadn't really picked up on that, I don't, Let's just say it yeah. wouldn't have been <clears throat> as easy, but it, it might you. have been a yeah. different outcome. Uh, and besides that, I'd probably say overall confidence. I kind of grew up being a really self-conscious kid about my mm-hmm. my body in general. Wasn't, yeah. wasn't really happy with how I was looking. And so, I mean, besides all the physical aspects, that's kind of like the last resort stuff I like to talk about because yeah. as much as, uh, as much as, people view bodybuilding as narcissism i try to stay as far away mm. from narcissism mm. as possible yeah. yeah no it's inevitably a narcissistic yeah. sport you kind of have to be but the, the, yeah i'd say those are those are probably like mm. the the big three topics i mm. focus on yeah and i get That's and i get the whole thing about like disliking your body etc because i went through a really rough period about that that's why i started mm-hmm. like working out as well yeah, people, yeah. And it's something that like pops up all around places and oh, yeah, mm. yeah I, I definitely get it. But, um, you know, saying all the stig, the narcissism and I want to ask you, have you ever gotten like in the gym or like around you any sort of like 
stigma because you are being, because you are bodybuilding? Have you ever experienced anything, any sort of stigma like that? Or influencer bodybuilding, yeah. so to say. Um, yeah, I have a bunch of stories. So I guess probably the most significant one is recently. So during my competition prep, mm -hmm. I, um, I had to practice my, my posing routine mm -hmm. for when I step on stage, mm -hmm. basically, basically every day, just like 15 minutes after my workout. Mm -hmm. And originally I, I go to three gyms now, but at this point in time, I went to two. Yeah. Um, one of them being like my main gym that's like close by like mm -hmm. 10 minutes away, which is considered more of like a commercial gym that has just like normal old people, people who mm -hmm. are really aren't there to like, yeah, take it seriously. Mm -hmm. I get what um, you're saying. Yeah. So I, one day I had to practice my posing routine there and I went into the, the yoga room or whatever it is, the mm -hmm. big, the big open room where you would usually practice it or where, where I do practice it every day and i went in there and and proceeded to like scold me it's actually up on my instagram i posted the video <laughs> mm, and she scolded me for practicing my posting routine in the room saying that i've been asked multiple times to not do that which i haven't what Bruh. and it, it was just the most She's ironic the karen oh, no. it, it was horrible because it just kind of, it set the mood off for that entire gym. I, I mm. like, I view that place completely differently now, but yeah, like other bodybuilders who go to that gym, which aren't that many also do the same exact thing. And I've, I've never had a problem with it before. This was two years after going to that gym Easy. and it, it, she was just like threatened to kick me out and like revoke my membership. And I was just like, this is, it's unreal. Jeepers. So yeah, <laughs> yeah That's alongside unreal. that, I'm, there was one point at uh at the Arnold Convention Expo, which is a big big yeah. kind of fitness gathering that happens in March. Massive. I can imagine. Um, just like random bystanders, kind of like making rude comments about everybody taking pictures because mm -hmm. there was like this mm -hmm. one infamous picture that was taken there, and just like a bunch of people said a bunch of stuff about it. But besides that, yeah. um, nothing nothing like too significant, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah. Most of the time is because I try to be really discreet about like if I'm mm -hmm. recording myself in the gym, unless it's like a really big video or unless I'm like going yeah. somewhere to yeah. record a video with somebody else. So like when I recently went to uh, went to Jersey last week, mm -hmm. I visited Dave. We just blatantly had like cameras rolling all around in the gym, yeah. just like getting all these epic angles and didn't really, didn't mm -hmm. really care about any, uh, any person mm -hmm. like uh, just looking at me like, what are they doing? Yeah. But in the case of like when I'm by myself at the mm -hmm. gym, I always get my little gorilla pod and set it up far away and zoom yeah. in so that people don't yeah. like don't like watch me weird. But it, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a, a personality disillusion mm -hmm. as as you get more sure. popular and you get yeah. more comfortable with recording yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't really care what mm -hmm. a lot of other people think. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and I can imagine like you know yeah. your goal. And I can actually imagine mm -hmm. in the gym, it's kind of like. It feels like it's a lot more douchebaggy, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. um, I did a vlog where I went to Starbucks and I was like, because we don't have Starbucks here in, in South Africa, in Cape Town. It was like the first like big opening of Starbucks. I was like, okay, I have to go and like get a coffee because I'm a <laughs> mad coffee maniac. And so like, I felt like such a douchebag walking around, even with my phone. Like, little, I have like... I had a DSLR and I had like the proper camera gear, but it's like, I don't want to do that because it makes me just everyone feel, looks at yeah, you everyone looks it's like, weird. get used yeah. to it, honestly. And it's, and it's, it's really yeah. strange 
watching like YouTubers in like Los Angeles just being like extremely comfortable holding a camera yeah, out on like nice. the pier, just like vlogging themselves. I'm not. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll get to that point eventually, but mm. for now, like, for sure. yeah, I, I'm more comfortable just like in my yeah. home. That's why I like pre-record all of my vlogging stuff at home, mm. and then just do like cin- cinematic stuff like on the way there, and then like mm. in the gym. Jeez. Yeah, it's a different story, but yeah, yeah. it's kind of just something you have to get comfortable with. Mm. Yeah, and I think it's also because they have, like, a lot of these YouTubers have, like, really big audience, like, hundreds of thousands, oh, yeah, if not millions of millions, subscribers. So, yeah. like, they can mm-hmm. say, hey, Geeky, I'm filming. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. In LA, it's, like, that's almost, like, YouTube central in yeah. Los Angeles. It's crazy. LA but is switching a topics. Breed. Yeah. Switching topics, I wanted to ask about how fitness and, like, health go together considering eating because you see a lot of i see on your page on instagram and on youtube channel it's like you're eating superfoods that's really good for you that like it's in your routine it's part of your diet but then Mm -hmm. you get these bodybuilder douches that's like no dude i just chow mcdonald's the whole time and they're just pushing that it's okay to eat junk food junk food a lot of the time but what is your thoughts on that well, a lot of factors really go into that. So when I first started uh, pursuing fitness and bodybuilding, um, I had a horrible appetite. So it was really hard for me to get calories in. And obviously, whole nutritious foods, chicken, rice, mm. stuff like that, um, they're pretty low in calories. So they're not as calorically dense as like a McDonald's burger. So initially, mm. when I started I would slam all these shitty processed unhealthy foods, everything baked in canola oil, like ramen packets, <laughs> disgusting, like French yeah. toast from IHOP every night because it was so much easier to get the calories in. And yeah. I feel like a, the reason a lot of people do that is one, they're mm. too lazy to cook their own food. Two, True. they have um, problems you know, knowing which foods are good from bad Mm -hmm. uh, to a certain extent, because there's a lot of foods that you can eat to be quote unquote clean Mm -hmm. that are still like, Mm -hmm. you would think they're, they're dirty. Like uh, during prep, I was literally eating rice Krispie treats until I was like three (laughs) weeks out. And during a competition prep that that's like, it's really rare. (laughs) So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, so I did, I, I, I was on both sides of the spectrum, the dirty side mm. and the clean side. And I'm, mm. I'm way on the clean side now. I don't think I'll ever dirty yeah. bulk ever again um, because it, it it provides a lot of health problems, mm. skin problems, 100%. and just like horrible life problems in general. Like all that mm. like fake Image processed meat. Oh mm. yeah, it's it's disgusting. But to anybody who's really like going down that path, I would say try and steer away from it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. But I'd say gradually. Well, not even gradually. Like I, I stopped mm-hmm. dirty bulking and hopped straight into a prep and it was life changing. Mm-hmm. Like the difference yeah. in physique after eating like mm-hmm. three Big Macs a day mm-hmm. and like I hop and like potato chips and like just disgusting high sodium, high fat, horrible stuff for you to chicken and rice, egg whites, eggs, you know, yeah. um, a bunch of stuff like turkey. Yeah, I mean, having all these, like, things that are beneficial towards your health and being, like, conscious about your health is really going to make a huge difference in your physique rather than rather than crashing your metabolism via Five Guys Burger every day. Yeah. Like, I, I still yeah. occasionally – the thing about it is that 
you can kind of have like a, a 90, 90, 10 diet or like an 80, 20 diet, 80% being mm. clean, 20% being, sure. being dirty. Mm. So like, let's say right now I'm having like five to six meals a day. Occasionally, mm. if I just feel like treating myself, I'll have mm. like a five guys burger mm. for one of my meals. So you can still have all these foods in and like, I still enjoy like my Rice Krispie mm. treats, mm. sugar-free lemonade, 100%. things like Sugar-free that. lemonade, hell yeah. So, Sugar-free lemonade yeah. is doing really well. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of alternatives mm-hmm. to uh, to slamming calories. Because yeah. um, with me, I had to... I think the first shift for me was the fact that I had to get off sugar. Like right at the beginning of this yep. year, I was like... Mm. Like I got scared off of sugar because I genuinely thought I'd become diabetic because like something mm. didn't feel right and my dad had diabetes mm. so i was like really scared then and so i had to mm. get off sugar and all that type of thing Sugar's a killer. yeah and one of the things that I, I really had to focus on was like drinking um and this is what i've said to some of my friends who want to kind of get off sugar is to stop drinking like a lot of sugar carbonated drinks like they are like sugar-free alternatives and I think that's also like one of the biggest yeah. killers for people with their health is those drinks because they're so addictive and you don't even realize it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, eat, oh, that's the other thing during prep is when yeah. you starve yourself of all this stuff. But I mm. still had like Diet Cokes up until two mm. weeks out as well. So while there's ways to to kind of tame the sugar mm. cravings because yeah. like get really sugar cravings but there's alternatives there's splendas truvias mm. diet cokes uh fruits have sugars yeah. in them yeah there, there's a bunch of alternatives you don't really and then occasionally you know like one or two donuts is like all right yeah but For sure. it's just something you shouldn't get carried away with because mm. when mm. when i was in prep i i was deprived of sugars for so long for like three months after coming off of that stasis and basically yeah. ketosis i i binged on all of this horrible sugar fat yeah. high carb stuff so like rice cream, sweet like yeah really so donuts um mm. reese's cups i binged on a lot of stuff and then as soon as that happened i saw yeah. not only a spurt in body fat mm. and mm. lethargy but like my acne started to flare up all of a sudden because acne feeds off of sugars in your body yeah um so yeah sugar is definitely something you should be tentative about i would say yeah agree with yeah that. Yeah, so I went off, I went like, I went hard. I'm not going to lie. I went real hard. And even now mm. I'm like scared to like eat bread. Like, bro, I've, I've really gone hard. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't recommend it a hundred percent, but like, you know, cut down guys. Like, because I remember, because sure. I remember like beginning of my fitness journey, a lot of it was focused around diet. And then I started working out and things kind of, you know, it, it got better eventually. Mm. But um, I want to ask, were you always a quote-unquote sporty kid? Or was, like, your bodybuilding thing just, like, you started to get into it and then you became sort of sporty? Did it come naturally? For yeah. You? Yeah, it, it, it came pretty naturally. Um, I played a lot of sports growing up, ranging... Mm mostly from soccer to like basketball lacrosse i didn't really play football mm-hmm. uh soccer was the one i stuck with for the longest time so i started playing when i was like six years old and kind of stopped mm-hmm. when i was like 17 but because of that 
and transitioning to soccer in high school, we had soccer workouts. So they were just like mm-hmm. basically the basic fundamentals of like strength training and building yeah. a solid base so that you could be, you know, good at soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of that, it was kind of easy to apply the basic knowledge that I had into fitness and just kind of learn more and more mm-hmm. off of that. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've played sports pretty much all of my life. Hmm, fair enough. Love that. And I wanted to ask, are you still, are you prepping for a competition now or how's that looking for you? No, I'm, uh, I'm pretty deep into my off season at the moment, but, um, I'm going to have a call probably with my coach pretty soon and just kind of talk strategy for this upcoming year. Um, with the coronavirus, we don't really know what the availability for shows yeah. will be, but I would predict if I do do another show, it'll probably be um, late this year, probably August, July, August area again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and as we wrap up, I just wanted to ask, what's the end goal for you when it comes to competition? In terms of competing, definitely want to get that IFBB pro status and possibly mm-hmm. one day the uh, Olympia stage to at least stand on it would be big dream come true mm. so yeah. T- yeah pretty pretty large i believe goal, you can bro. get that for yes. sure bro you're doing really well honestly thank you i appreciate that yeah and i wish you all the 100%. best you know thank you guys yeah man yeah so last thing any advice to people who's wanting to come into the fitness industry and make a living out of it so to say what did you say to them my biggest piece of advice would be if you're passionate about it pursue it no matter what. One of the biggest problems that I had was worrying about outside opinions, um, especially young high schoolers. High schoolers, I feel like, are the ones that are really taking over the niche nowadays. Uh, And because of that, you have a lot of peers and onlookers that are judging you from behind the scenes. And I would say just ignore pretty much all of it. It's really difficult, especially if you're in high school, because you're kind of hearing all of this stuff straight up said to you. But if you just put all of that basically bullshit aside and just focus on what you want and where you'll be, you will not only turn those peers into fans eventually, but Mm. you will just excel in pretty much everything. And you won't have to worry about criticism for like the rest of your life. Man. That's powerful, man. Good advice. Dom, thank you so much for joining, man. Is no there anything worries. you want to advertise or plug as we get out here? Uh, I mean, besides my Instagram, just at Dom Nicolina, that's kind of where I stay up to date with most of my stuff. Mm, pretty much pretty much all sound and good. Pretty much it. Awesome. Link will be in the description for it. Yes. To his YouTube channel as well. Check it mm. out, guys. Send Dom some love. Yes. He's an incredible lad. Like and subscribe to this channel. Thank you so much for watching. Dom, thanks again for joining. You're a legend, bro. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Cheers. See you. Peace.